the testimonies been amazing the past couple of weeks. I have loved hearing everyone's story. And uh, Peter, we thank you for sharing your story with us uh, this morning. But these are real life folks in our congregation, in our faith family that are all in. So it has been uh, really amazing to hear uh, their stories and, and how they're all in for, for Christ. So uh, throughout this series, we're actually, we're, we're concluding this series today, right, with, uh, with uh, radical generosity. Um, and we've got this, um, this, this service uh, plan, Lord, that, that we just come before him, right, that we're all in. We have the opportunity uh, to come forward before the Lord to say that we're all in. But one of the things that I have been doing each week, right, is to lighten the mood, right, with what? Jokes, right? So I've, I've got to stay true to what I've been doing for the past five weeks. You guys ready for, for another round of jokes? All right, it's good to laugh. Okay, here we go. The frugal Methodist walked into the house, panting and almost completely exhausted. What happened, honey? His, his wife inquired. It, it's a great new idea I have to be a better steward of our resources, he gasped. I ran all the way home from the stewardship committee meeting behind the bus, and I saved $1.50. And, and, and she says, that wasn't very bright. That wasn't very bright. She says, why didn't you run behind a taxi and you could have saved $10? <laughs> All right, one more, one more. Uh, Timmy didn't want to put his money in the offering plate Sunday morning, so his mother decided to use some uh, hurried creative reasoning with him. Uh, she said, you don't want to put that, that money, honey, she whispered in his ear. Quick, drop, drop it in the, in, in the uh, offering plate. It's tainted. It's tainted. Horrified, the little boy obeyed, and after a few seconds, he whispered, but mommy, why was the money tainted? Why was it dirty? She says, oh, no, dear, she replied. It's not really dirty. It taint yours, and it taint mine. <laughs> it's God's. So I thought that was quite appropriate for our, uh, our last Sunday on radical uh, generosity. So again, we're in the, the last uh, series, and I pray that this isn't the end for any of us. Rather, just the beginning, right? This is a lifestyle change. This, this is not just a, um, a sermon series that we're experiencing. This is a way that God has been speaking to us. And again, I pray uh, that it's an opportunity uh, for life uh, transformation. And, and at the end of this service, Sean had mentioned, uh, we're going to be able to make a commitment before God with these pledge cards that we have, right? And it's not just what you're going to give, but what you're going to do, right? Through your prayers, your presence, your gifts, uh, your service, and your uh, witness. So this morning we are uh, talking about gifts and how we give ourselves and how we give our resources. So let's be honest, right? Nobody likes to talk about money. Nobody likes to talk about money. How we spend our money often reveals what's important to us. I love this passage uh, where Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Oh, it's so true, isn't it? It is so true. So giving our resources is an act of generosity. God has blessed us to be a blessing. And it's biblical to give a portion or a tithe of what we've been given back to the Lord. Uh, John Wesley uh, was the founder of the Methodism uh, that we know today that we are all living out. And, and he had this quote. He says, make all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. Give all you can. I was talking to uh, someone a few weeks ago before the service, and uh, she was setting up the app on her phone. And uh, she said all she had was a dollar bill uh, in her wallet, right? All she had was a dollar, and we both kind of chuckled. Um, because really, hardly anyone carries cash anymore. 
but, but uh, give all you can. Some of us can afford to give more than others, right? Some of us can afford to give more to others. It's in proportion to what you have been giving, right? And sometimes, like I said, if a dollar is all you have, it's all that you have. God sees and receives what we give, and what we give matters to God. We further the kingdom of God through his church, through faith community, through faith community. I want to, uh, to look at uh, Paul's uh, letters from Philippians. Uh, Philippians, as I've, I've mentioned, is uh, one of the happiest books in the Bible, yet it was written while Paul was in prison. Seems kind of uh, counterintuitive, doesn't it? doesn't it? So uh, again, one of the happiest joy-filled books uh, that's in the Bible, written while he is in chains in prison. And I love this uh, quote. I have it up here. Uh, It says, your circumstances do not determine your joy. At least I think I might have that up there. I'm not sure. Um, But but here are those words. Your circumstances do not determine your joy. Generosity, better to give than receive, but not always, right? Right? Paul writes a, a thank you, a thank you paragraph in his letter uh, to the people of um, uh, Philippi for their generosity to say that um, though he's appreciative, there are times that he's blessed with enough. I thought that was so vulnerable of him. You know, it's not, oh, we need more, we need more, we need more, that he was blessed with enough. In other words, he was content. Paul was content in that, that, that time in his life. You see, we live in a world that doesn't want us to be content. Anybody feel that way? We have to have the latest edition, the latest version, the bigger the better, drawn to the newness, more bells and whistles, supersize your orders, more and more. And if we turn on the TV, the advertise will tell you just how discontent you are, right? They tell you how discontent you are. You need this, 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 and this. And we've been programmed that being content is not good enough. I think of uh, being content as a spiritual discipline. Where do we need to practice contentment in our lives. I want to share uh, Philippians 4 with you this morning, verses 10 through 20. I want to encourage you to read along on the screen, uh, but also hear these words as I read them aloud. I rejoice greatly in the Lord. At the last, uh, you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, I know what it's like to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, we set out from Macedonia. Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except only you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is more to be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephrodotus. That's a tongue twister, isn't it? The gifts that you sent. They are a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Radical generosity. It flows out of contentment. So what does generosity look like at Faith Community? Sometimes we, uh, we share numbers, 
But, but I, I just want to encourage us that we never view these numbers as a rubric for success. Rather, how lives are being touched, how lives are being transformed. Uh, this past year, we were able to touch the lives uh, through your gifts and through your resources. Uh, here through Faith Community, over 300 children experienced the love of God uh, at VBS this summer. And over 100 volunteers came. You guys came with your gifts and your resources to serve those children. Uh, we had an Easter party this past spring, and we opened our doors to the community. And over 800 people, children, adults, grandparents, filled our building. It was so exciting uh, for them to be able to experience the love of Christ. And then uh, we host Family Promise. In fact, we just uh, ended, we uh, had uh, families here this past week, uh, four to five times a year that we have uh, opened up our doors for families that uh, don't have a house, they don't have a home to live in, and they've been able to call Faith Community their home for a week. Again, radical generosity. Uh, sharing the love, many of us have participated in sharing the love. Uh, visited hospitals, raked leaves, mowed lawns, uh, cleaned bathrooms, right? We'll never forget that story of Leo, right? cleaning the bathrooms, um, uh, and sharing the love. But then many of us, through these, uh, these uh, random acts of kindness, through this sharing the love, uh, took risk and prayed with those that we served, right? So when we're in, in there cleaning toilets, God, what can we say or do to encourage the people that are here? And then to move that out and to be able to pray with those individuals, to share the love of Christ with them. And then uh, most recently, we were able to, uh, to share some of our resources with uh, those that were affected by the tornadoes up in Dayton. We'll never forget that, right? The end of May, I believe it was Memorial Day, um, the end of May, that, that, that uh, just devastation up there, total devastation, multiple tornadoes. So we went up and, and we helped, uh, took our chainsaws and helped cut down uh, trees and limbs and debris. And this church, we donated $10,000 to help those that are in need. These are just a few of the, of the illustrations of the generosity, the radical generosity of this congregation. Kingdom impact, kingdom impact through this church. And you have the opportunity to recommit again this year, to say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in with my gifts, with my resources, with my prayers, my presence, right? With my service, I'm all in God for your kingdom. I love this. And all... And, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Uh, some of us have college students. Uh, some of us have had college students. Some of us may be college students, right, that I'm speaking to uh, this morning. And uh, I, I have uh, got a couple kids uh, in college. And uh, we know that when you're trying to balance budgets, sometimes it's, uh, you're, you're squeezing pennies. It's, it's hard to, to make everything come together. And uh, my family was blessed uh, last year that one of my kids was uh, donated, uh, given to her, a, uh, a used car. It was a Toyota Camry. I think I may have uh, mentioned uh, this before. Uh, from a ministry called The Wheels Ministry. And uh, again, it was a, I think it was a 2003 Toyota Camry, 237,000 miles on it, okay? And we were so grateful. I'm being serious. We were so grateful. And uh, we were given this car, and she was given the name Mary. We're sensing a theme today, aren't we? Uh, she was given the name Mary uh, from Mary and Martha in, in the Bible. And um, when, when uh, she received this car uh, last year, uh, we gathered alongside the mechanics to, uh, to pray around this car before she drove it out of, um, out of the, um, 
the Wheels Ministry location. And uh, we just sobbed, right, as, as uh, she was being gifted this car, and it was just such a moment. And uh, Mary, she's aged well. I'm just going to say that she's aged well uh, with all of her miles on her. And a few weeks ago, we were able to give Mary back. We were able to give Mary back. And once again, we gathered around uh, that car with the mechanics, and uh, we gave thanks for the gift that uh, we had received. And then again, prayed, and we prayed for the next person who was going to receive her. And again, we wept. You know, she's still got some life in her. She's going to be a blessing to someone else. You see, giving and receiving, giving and receiving, the kingdom of God, you and I get to be a part of that giving and receiving. So we're all in for Jesus, for his church, for his kingdom. In this series, it's not what we want from you, and I, I hope that you hear that and you know that. It's not what we want from you, but what we want for you, what we want for you. So the first week we talked about uh, prayer and, and fasting, and I don't know how many of you engaged in that. Again, this is not a one and done. It's a spiritual practice. I was talking to somebody last night. I was at a, um, uh, an event, and we were talking about fasting, and what I've done is I've set aside a particular day to fast, and she was talking about her time of fasting, and um, I said, so how, you know, how are your rhythms? How long do you typically fast for? Because there's different ways to do it. And she says, whenever she feels the nudge, whenever God is, is calling her into a fast. So it could be a morning, it could be an afternoon, it could be a set of time. But to pay attention in your prayer life to how God is speaking to you. So prayer and fasting, how is your relationship with God the Father? And then uh, also witness, right? We talked about witness uh, sharing our story, and we, we have heard just some amazing stories. We're messengers of the good news of Jesus Christ, and we glorify what we testify, whether we realize it or not. Uh, I'm going to take a, a sidebar with this, because right now in our culture, uh, there are some things that, um, that are happening that I'm absolutely drawn to. Uh, some of you may be familiar with Kanye West. Can you believe I'm going to talk about Kanye West in church, right? But we're, okay, so some of you may know who he is if you're laughing. So Kanye West, uh, he is a rapper. He's married to Kim Kardashian. If you, if you keep up with the Kardashians, you know uh, who he is. And they've been married for uh, five years. And so uh, in his music, he, he was singing and rapping about things that are beyond inappropriate, right? You listen to this, and I'm like, la, 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 right? And, and, and drawn to um, a life of sex addiction, sex addiction addiction, um, pornography, drugs, just not really a role model, right, that, that we would think of. And uh, last year, he hit the rock bottom uh, of his life, and uh, he was in the news about how, you know, he was in treatment, and we did, you know, of course, we don't know. We just read or hear what the news tells us, but he had hit rock bottom. But what we didn't know right at the time is that Kanye had this powerful conversion moment, where he experienced the love of Christ and he committed his life to Christ. And he was transformed and be was becoming something new. And he had this awakening uh, in his faith. And he just uh, dropped his new album. That's why this is all in uh, the news. Just dropped his new um, album. And it's called Jesus is King. Jesus is King. And I hadn't realized uh, a lot of his story, but I thought, you know, let's see what this is about. All of his songs, you know, there's no language. It's um, spirit-filled. It's praising God. It's Jesus is King, right? And he started something called the Sunday Service, where he has all these stars come, and it's a big production on Sunday mornings. And again, you know, you're just kind of skeptical. In fact, it's funny. Uh, one of the lines uh, in his songs it says, "The Christians will be the first ones to judge me," and I'm like, "Woo!" You know, he's speaking some some truth there. And he's got just this amazing gospel choir. 
And, and I'm not sharing this with you to, to glorify Kanye by any means. Uh, I'm sharing this with you because I had a friend that I was talking to the other day uh, that happens to attend another church, and a mom came into church with her uh, teenage son. And they said that the reason that they were there was because her son wanted to go to church because of Kanye West. We have the opportunity, you have the opportunity, we are messengers of the good news of Jesus Christ. We glorify what we testify. Serve, we're, we're called to serve, called to action. Jesus says what you do for the least of these, you do for me. I, I love these, these quotes from uh, St. Francis of uh, Sissy. He says, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. And then another one, for it is in the giving that we receive. It's in the giving that we receive. Uh, we've been doing a memory verse, right, each week. So today, we've got our last memory verse, maybe. We're going to go ahead and pull up our app. Anybody got their phone with them? All right, we're going to pull out uh, your phones. We're going to go to the app. It's going to load. Sunday worship. We're going to click that tab, top right. Sermon notes is the second one. And then we've got key Bible verses. So today, this is our memory verse. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives, who strengthens me. There's so many different versions of this, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For the longest time, probably for the past 15 years, I, I couldn't necessarily roll scripture off my tongue. This one has been embedded in my memory bank probably for all of my life because there are times in your life, right, where you're, where you're down and you say, God, I'm all in, but ooh, you know, this is rough. I'm in a rough season. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's go ahead and say that together. Why don't you join me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Praise the Lord. I, uh, I enjoy football. I like uh, pro, though, you know, it's a little hard to watch our home team. Uh, but I, I love um, college football. And every year I do this fantasy football league with my kids, right? And uh, I have two quarterbacks. One is Russell Wilson, and the other is Baker Mayfield. So I thought, you know, I'm going to come up with a fun name. So I named my team Shake and Bake. I think it's pretty clever. I think it's pretty clever. I haven't won a game yet, but I got a cute name, right? And uh, so I consistently forget to set my lineup. And so I was talking to one of my boys, and, and um, they're like, Mom, come on, you know, you got to set your lineup. And I said, oh, my gosh, I forget. And I'm like, what's the best time to do it? Because players get hurt. Um, they may be benched, whatever reason. So it's kind of you want to be up to the minute. You people that do fantasy football know this, right? And he said, well, Sunday morning's your best time. I'm a little busy. <laughs> I'm just a little busy on Sunday morning. So um, those players, right, that are on these teams that we're choosing, they've gone through a lot of discipline, uh, a lot of commitment, conditioning. They took the risk to put themselves out there to possibly get hurt physically or emotionally, uh, to fail or succeed, and, they, and they're always striving to get better. They're all in, right? These players, they're all in. And we have a choice. We have a choice. We can play it safe, uh, do what we want to do, uh, remain in the stands, so to speak, to remain in the stands, so to speak, and cheer everyone else on who's, who's on the field. Or we can, we can go all in and we can leave the comfort of our seats and get into the action, and to get into the action. So here's, here's a little thing I wanna share with you. It's a little secret. You don't have to have it all figured out to be all in. Hear those words. You don't have to have it all figured out to be all in. When you tell God that you're all in, 
he says to you, I've got the playbook. Trust me. Trust me. I sent my son to you. Follow him. Do what he did. So what areas of prayers, presence, gifts, service, witness do you need to work on to develop? You have a heavenly coach. He's like a father who loves you, who wants to do great things through you for the team, the kingdom of God, team faith community, right? Team faith community. This is where we get to live out the kingdom, to know the love of God and to become like Jesus, to get off the bench and to get into the game, all in. It's a life change. This is not a sermon series. This is a life change. You've got these commitment cards uh, that, that we're going to do something with here in a little bit. But there's an opportunity for each one of those areas, your prayers, your presence, your gift, your service, your witness, to pray over that. Say, God, these are an area, this area right here, this is what I'm going to work on in this coming year. I'm going to work on this getting better, practicing your presence. I'm going to uh, maybe work in this area, how I can maybe give more with my generosity, how I might step out and serve, how I might be bold and take a risk to be a messenger of Jesus and to share a testimony or maybe to pray with a person. What areas do you want to work on in this coming year to be all in for Jesus? Uh, in the Christian faith, a, a way that, that, that we uh, have this visible uh, sign of being all in is through baptism. And, and uh, what an honor to have Marty with us um, this morning. Uh, but many of us have been baptized, some of us haven't. Uh, but we're going to have this opportunity to remember our baptism, to remember who we are in Christ. And if you're someone who has not been baptized... And, and God is laying this on your heart, I would encourage you to reach out to myself, to reach out to Tim, to reach out to Sean. We would love to talk to you more about baptism and um, being all in for uh, Jesus. So this morning here, uh, we're going to transition to a time uh, where we remember our baptisms, but also receive um, the elements of the bread and the cup and to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for each and every one of us. It's such a, a special uh, morning. I just want to share a couple of logistics with you before we get into it. Uh, we're gonna, and the ushers are going to invite you to come forward. Uh, you'll receive the elements uh, up front and then Dwayne and uh, I are going to be, uh, Dwayne's going to be over here, I'm going to be on this side and we're going to have the opportunity, you're going to have the opportunity to remember your baptism through the water. Uh, if you're someone that would like to have this on your forehead, then we're just going to go ahead and do that. Um, but if you are someone that would prefer that you just had it on your hand, go ahead and, and hold your hand out um, and so you can receive that water and that remembrance of who you are in Christ. I want to invite uh, those that are commun or, uh, serving communion, if they could come forward and just to get into place, and I'm going to lead us into a time of prayer. Father God, we come before you. God, and we just thank you for this opportunity that you give us to be all in for you. When we think of this metaphor of, of um, football, and we say, God, put me in. I'm all in. Put me in, coach. And God, I pray where, where there's fear, Lord, that, that, that we've got fear or we're timid, that you would give us courage. And I pray where we feel like, oh my gosh, we just, we can't take that risk, that we would walk in obedience to you and that you would bless that. And God, I pray that, uh, that we would have contentment in our lives and that out of that contentment that we would uh, just embrace your joy. And God, I pray when there's times where like, oh, I just don't want to put forth the effort that you would instill in us this discipline to go all in for Jesus. We come before you now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples. Won't you join me? Our Father, art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that uh, Jesus spent in the upper room with his disciples, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, this is my blood shed for you, a sign of the new covenant for the forgiveness of your sins and the sins of many. Take and drink in remembrance of me. In the United Methodist Church, communion is open for all to receive, so we want to encourage all of you to come forward. Uh, we have gluten-free elements. Lori has those uh, up here up front. We're going to be taking uh, communion by intention, which means you're going to take the bread and you're going to dip it in the cup. Uh, you can come along these sides, and then again, Dwayne is uh, on this side to remember the baptism. I will be uh, on the back side. And then as we conclude this service, you will have the opportunity to put your commitment cards in the baskets. We don't want to, to uh, take away from this sacred moment that we've got here with God. And I just want to encourage you to pray over those cards uh, before you put those in the basket of, of what God's calling to you in this season to be all in. So I invite um, the ushers to come and to dismiss us.